Look at your neighbor and say, you ready for the word? Man, we like to take notes in church. We like to take notes because sometimes we don't remember everything. Um, so, man, if you want to feel comfortable, pull out your notes. Leaders, you guys really know what to do. Let's pull out our notes out and let's take notes. The title of tonight's talk, um, man, we finished the You Ask For It series. How many guys love the You Ask For It series? Cool. We just came out of a sermon series. We went four weeks talking about questions that you guys had. So some of you guys had questions on dating relationships. Some of you guys had questions about just Bible characters and, 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 and distractions and maybe, maybe addictions. We, we preached four weeks on the most frequently asked questions that you guys asked us to teach on. And all that's on our podcast, so take a look at that. But tonight is kind of like a standalone talk. Tonight is just something that's really on my heart. And I hope, you know, it's not my words, that it's God's word speaking to you tonight. Look at your neighbor say, God's, God wants to speak to you. God wants to speak to you. I really love our culture here at Newbirth. We, we, we like to lean in during the sermon. So, so if you hear something good, shout it down. Come on, get rowdy. Push your neighbor. Come on, this, this, you guys are free here tonight. You can say, that's, that's for me, or you can look and say, that's, that's for you. So whatever it is tonight, man, let's turn up. Let's stir up the faith. Somebody say, investing into more. Say it like you mean to say, investing into more. Uh, I love fast food. Anybody love fast food? It's really bad for us, but I love it. My favorite fast food restaurant has to be Chick-fil-A by far. By far. Anybody else with me? Who's with me? Any, any McDonald's people in here that you just McDonald's to die? Awesome. Any, any Wendy's? Eat Fresh? KFC? <laughs> I love you, Demetrius. I love KFC, too. Anybody uh, into uh, Panda Express? There we go. There we go. I don't know if that's fast food. Is it considered? Yeah? That's cool. Man, I love Chick-fil-A. Chipotle is the best, obviously. Man, I love Chick-fil-A. Here's why I love Chick-fil-A. Really, it's the environment, right? Like, you walk in, and everybody's just, like, waiting to serve you, right? So like we have like the worst day ever. I walk into Chick Fil A. I'm like, man, let's go. <laughs> I'll take a number two. No pickles. Meal with the lemonade. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I love the environment. It's really, it's really a welcoming environment because it really feels like everyone just kind of wants to serve you. You say thank you. What do they say? My pleasure. It's like, oh, your pleasure. <laughs> no, no, no. The pleasure is all mine. Love Chick-fil-A. And I was thinking about the other day. I, was, I, I actually ran into someone who works there. I was like, why do you guys say my pleasure? And they're like, because usually when, when someone does something to you and you say thank you, we usually say, you're welcome. And what, is that, what does that mean? You're welcome means I did it for you. You're welcome. I did it for you, right? I, I, I kind of sacrificed for you to be good, right? So I, I held the door open for you. Thank you. You're welcome. You know, I did, don't you hear when you hold the door for someone, they don't say thank you? <sighs> God be testing me, God. God be testing me. Get out the bank, I'm like. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, I say it to myself. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. When you, say, when, you say, when you say you're welcome, you're kind of saying, I, I sacrificed for you. You're welcome. I did you a favor. He said, listen, that's what you're welcome means. But when you say my pleasure, that, oh, God, my pleasure. I, no, thank you. Thank, thank you for allowing me to serve you. And that's where, that's where it changes. It turns into thank, 
thank, it's, it's, it goes from, you're, you're welcome, right? Here you go. I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to give something of myself. I'm going to give my time. I'm going to give God my time today. You're welcome, God. Man, I, I don't want to give a you're welcome praise to God. I want to give a my pleasure praise to God. And, and, and tonight I want to talk about investing into more. Because I want us to change the way we see Christianity completely. Sometimes we see it as, man, we got to grind for the cause. We got to suffer for his name. I'm not believing those things. But, man, when you understand what you gain out of God, like the fact that me just being alive probably 100 years, I pray I'll go 100 years. Uh, 100 years it has no comparison to eternity. When you compare the time you're on, on earth to the time that you're in heaven, man, it doesn't even compare. It, the Bible says your life is literally like, a, like, like steam, just in for a moment and out, just, just as you've seen it, it's gone. I wish I had an air freshener in here. That's, that's, the life, that, that's how fast your life goes by. I mean, your parents tell them, oh, my God, you're making me feel old. <laughs> your, your, your uncles say, oh, my God, how old are you again? You're six. Oh, my goodness, I'm getting old. Time is just flying by. Time is just flying by. And, and when, you see, when you see the small speck of time you're on earth compared to, to, to eternity with God in heaven, man, it's not even close. It would make no sense not to invest my life right now into my eternity. It would make no sense to, to, to not invest into more, to not believe that there's more for me, to not believe that there's, there's exceedingly and abundantly if I just give God right now. Investing into more. Man, I, I really want us to change what we see giving. I, I, think, I think giving isn't so much of me losing, but so much of me gaining. I think giving has really more to do with my heart than the person that's receiving it. I, I think giving really kind of shows you who you are. And, and, and God has given you a lot. More than you think you know. More than you think you know, God has given you. You see, people usually shy away from the presence of God when they forget what he's done for them. People usually shy away from the things of God when, when, when they're insensitive and, and they're not grateful for what he's already given to us. Listen, one thing my prayer is, church, is that we never grow ungrateful to the things that God has given us. We never grow ungrateful. Man, I got a roof under my head. I got a reason to thank God today. Man, I woke up on a bed tonight. I got a reason to thank I got a family that loves me. I got a church that believes in me. Man, I got leaders around me that are pushing me forward. Man, I got a job. I don't want to hate my, I got a job. And it's applying for me. Thank you, God, for my job. Lord, thank you for what you've given me. Thank you for my family. Thank you, Lord, for giving me just the, the ability, Lord, to work and the ability to succeed and the ability to be in school. God, thank you for this because when you understand the spirit of gratitude, what it does to you, it, it makes you look ahead instead of looking where you're at now. It says, God, there's more for me. I'm believing. Even though I'm just studying right now, I believe I'm studying for something that's bigger and something that's ahead of me. Students, you'll never be able to graduate if you always focus on right now. Man, right now, I don't want to do homework. Man, right now, I don't want to study. Man, right now, I don't want to get things together. Well, that's going to affect your grade. Believer, the same way, if you do not invest into now, you will not reap the things that God wants to give you. You have to invest into more right now. Invest into more right now. But we're always on the battle as human beings. There's always a battle with what we want most and what we want now. It's always a battle. I signed up for LA Fitness last summer. 
and I'm trying, y'all. I'm pushing through. Pray for you, Pastor. And um, one, one thing I know, I'm always challenged with what I want most with, with what I want now. There's always a challenge. And I t- I'll tell you that challenge. You know, I'm always, I'm always facing what I want most. I, I, want, I, want, I want a 12-pack. That's what I want. I, that's a long way ahead. I'm reaching after it. Look, I, I, want, I want to be healthy. I want to be able to be 55 and still be on the basketball court with my kids. Like, let's go. What's up? I want to be able, you know those 60-year-old dudes that, like, run marathons? I, I want to be that guy. That he's just running and running. He's, I want to be that guy. But I'm always faced with what I want most just in, in battle with what I want now. Here's what I want now. Driving down 192, and there's a big red sign glowing. Hot, crispy donuts ready right now. Hot and ready. I want abs. I don't want donuts. No, I want donuts. Give me, the, give me two dozens, please. I'm always, always confronted to make a decision. It, it, what I want most and what I want now. What I want most is to live a life in the will of God. And sometimes what we want now is a quick fix to make us feel good in an instant. Although it's going to fade away. Although it's not going to last us. Man, I want us to be people that look and believe into more. And what we want most guides how we live now. What we want most. I want to read to you the book of Matthew, chapters 25, verses 14 to 30. And this is awesome. Because in the Bible, um, there's a bunch of parables. A parable, literally, the definition of a parable is, an, is, is a heavenly idea kind of brought down in an earthly context. So explained through a story. And Jesus told a lot of parables. Think about it. He's the son of God. You know, he's God in the flesh. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He is the flesh of God on earth. And, and you can just imagine all the things he wants to communicate with man. All, all the secrets he wants to whisper to our ears. The, the, the new culture he's trying to set. You know, he could have came in a chariot with horses. Come on, he showed up in a manger by himself. Come on, he came as a humble king. And he shows up on earth. And he has so much he wants to speak to us. But sometimes humans, we, we kind of miss the mark. I don't think God has a problem with talking. I think sometimes we have an issue with listening. And, and, and what Jesus does is he breaks down the Bible to be just super easy understanding. He says, let me give you guys a parable. Let me give you a story. And this is what Jesus says. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated... So he's, he's explaining to someone, to some people, about the kingdom of heaven. Let me compare to you what the kingdom of heaven is like. And this is what he says. The kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by a story, he goes to the parable, of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. So, 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 there, so there's a man, he was leaving the master. He got three servants, and he entrusted all of them with different amount of money. And he gave, and we're going to keep reading. It says he gave five bags of silver to one guy. You got three guys. He gives one guy five bags of silver. And then he turns to another one. He gives him two bags of silver. And to the last guy, he gave him one bag of silver, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. Verse 18, the servant who received the five bags, he began to invest the money, and he earned five more. So, so God gave somebody the most, the five bags. He gave him five. He invested it, and, and now he has ten. And then the guy with two bags, we're going to continue to read. The servant with two bags, he also went to work. He earned two more. But the servant who received one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. So he got five, two, and one. 
The God with five multiplies it to ten. The God with two multiplies it to four. The God with one takes what he's been given. He digs it in the ground and hides it so that no one can steal it. After a long time, verse 19, the master returned from his trip. He called them to give an account of what they had done with his money. Verse 20, the servant whom he entrusted with the five bags, he said this, Master, you gave me five, and I earned five more. The master was full of praise. He said this, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling the small amount, so now I'll give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. And if you know how the story goes, he, he says the same thing to both guys who invest in and, and receive more. The guy received five, he says, he says, well done, good and faithful servant. I'm going to give you more responsibilities. I'm going to give you more blessings. The guy with two bags, he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. I will give you more blessings. I will add to, you, to, to what you have. I'll, I'll add to that. I'll bless it. And, and here's the truth. You've been faithful in handling the little, so God is going to give you more. You've been faithful with handling and investing the little, and God begins to give you more. And then you have the last guy, the last guy who digs his bag of silver in the ground. And I know I'm a little extensive in this, but it's going to make sense in a little bit, I promise. It says, then the servant with one bag came to the master, and he automatically starts with an excuse. He goes, master, I knew you were a harsh man harvesting crops. You didn't plant and gathering crops. You didn't cultivate, blah, blah, blah. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it. Look, here's your money back. The master said this, you wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops, I didn't plant and gather crops. I didn't cultivate. Why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with 10 bags of silver. So it's an amazing story of, of three people who were given something. One guy multiplied it double. One guy multiplied it double. And the last, he dug it in the ground and did nothing with it. You see, I, when we understand what God's given us, that's when we can truly be grateful and give with the right heart. When we understand what God has given us. Listen, God has given you talent. God has given you interest. You think, you think you're, you're made the way you are on accident? There are no accidents in Christ. There, there are no just, just random appointments. No, there's divine appointments. God has a purpose and plan for your life. There's a reason why you like the things you like. There's a reason why you talk the way you talk. There's a reason why you have the passion to write, the passion for photos, the passion for video, the passion for fashion. What's up? There's a reason why you got these passions. Seems y'all still here. There's a reason why you, why you have that. There's a reason why you have the gifts you have. God has given you something, and what I want to do is, is when God gives me something, I want to invest it. I want to multiply it. I want to say, God, thank you for giving this to me. I'm going to give it to the world. Thank you for trusting me with this. I'm going to take this and put your name all over it. So, Lord, when I get to heaven and I see you face to face, the only response I want from you is well done, good and faithful servant. You have fought the good fight. You have invested your life into this. Man, when you know what you can gain, you give everything. God, when you want my money, take my money, Lord. Come on, in heaven, the streets of gold. This money is not even close to the currency of heaven. What? Lord, you want my time? Lord, take my time. Lord, you're bigger than Netflix. Lord, you're bigger than anything else, Lord. I'm going to invest into the kingdom. I'm going to invest into Christ. This is when we're worshiping and we're here on Friday nights. Listen, that word, that breath, that's not a waste of breath. That's an investment into your future. That's an investment into your king. Lifting up the name of Jesus is well-invested words, well-invested time. 
Man, maybe you're a student leader in here and your parents don't see you at church as an investment. They see it as a sacrifice. Mom, you don't understand. I'm not sacrificing to come to church. I get to come to church. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sacrificing a Saturday to come and love on this place. I'm not sacrificing the Lord. It's a privilege to serve this kingdom. It's a privilege to give. Because when I get to heaven, I don't want to be with nothing left. Because, Lord, I trust what you've given to me. And I will multiply it. And I will give it. Verse 9. To those who use well what they're given, even more will be given. And they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. And the question is tonight, how do we invest? How do we do it? You know, I'm not the preacher that's just like, you know, have faith. Good night. You know, I'm going to give you some practical stuff to do on Monday. How do I invest? How do I invest? See, there's, there's, there's kind of like a two-part definition to the word investing or investment. The first one is financially. We're not going to discuss that tonight, but kind of the more realistic version. And that is, here we go, to provide or give someone an abundance of something. When you invest, it's to provide or to give something to someone or or into a system. To invest is to give away something. And what God is saying, listen, there's some of us that are going to be blessed the most. There's some of us that are just going to be just blessed. And some of us... They're going to be trusted with the little. And all three of you have a, have a place in my kingdom. But you got to invest in what I've given to you. May God trusted you with your gifts. May God trusted you with your talent. God trusted you with what he's given to you. God trusted you with making you an American. I know that sounds a little weird. But listen, there's some, there's some countries in this world that it's impossible and it's illegal to worship God. And we, in our freedom, we get to worship God. In this, in this country, we have the freedom to, to worship God. Man, God trusts you. God trusted you with this freedom. God trusted you with it. That's why we go on mission trips, because sometimes it's illegal to do that. No, God trusted you with the, with, with the place he's placed you in. God trusted you in the school he has you in. He trusted you with that. Are you going to invest? God trusted you with the job that you're in. Listen, you think you're in your job on purpose, on, on accident? You're at your job on purpose. God has something he wants to do in your job. God wants to reach your coworkers. God wants you to be the light in your city. God wants you to be the light in your community. God wants you to be the light everywhere you go. Come on, just, just a son of God and a daughter of God making havoc in the world. God has trusted you with what he's given you. And, and, and that's what investing is. Here's some things we should give away. Number one, we should give away attention. We should invest attention into the world and into people. Invest into people. I promise you, the loneliest world ever is one that is a selfish world. The loneliest world ever is a prideful world. That's a small world. But man, I want to be humble. I want to be affecting people all around me. I want to give away attention. Man, are we sometimes giving attention to things that won't actually feed us or help the world or help people? Man, let's begin to invest in people. Let's give time to people. Here's another one. Come on, it, it seems so cliche, but give time to the Lord. Come on, invest your day into Christ. 
and how many hours go by them on social media. There's no wrong with social media. How many hours do we give to music? Nothing wrong with music. How much hours do we give to, to, to other things? Nothing wrong with those things. But listen, time should be invested into the Lord. Time has to be sacrificed for the Lord. Y'all here tonight? Can I get an amen from the church tonight? Come on, it's time to invest into more. It's time to believe for more. And I heard someone say, amen, I can't get to church on time because I'm always tired on Fridays. I do understand you work. I get it. But, but, but don't, see, don't, don't see getting here, don't see you getting late to church as, as like an offense to me. I'm not offended, bro. I, I, trust, I trust your situation. But, but here's the thing. Dude, you got to be with us mentally in your heart. Even if you come late, this doesn't matter. I'm with you as a person. I'm walking with you. I believe in you. And he's like, dude, you're taking a little deep. I'm taking a little deep, bro, because you're seeing this as an offense to me. This is you and God. Come on, I know you come. You may miss worship every Friday, but it doesn't mean anything because you got Friday. It's just, it's just an addition to your walk with Christ. You got Sunday, and, and if you just live for Sunday and Friday and forget about God on Monday and not invest on Tuesday, and, and if it feels like you missed two weeks in church and you haven't talked to God in a month, and it's like, listen, that thing, it, church isn't the only place we talk and worship God. Every single day is an investment to God. When I go to heaven, I'm going to say, God, I gave you all my Sundays and Fridays, but God, I give you my life. I invested my time. I invested my resources and my finances and everything I have. I've given it to you. And I'm not going to say, God, you're welcome. I'm going to say, God, my pleasure. I'm not going to say, God, you're welcome for giving you money. God, you gave it to me in the first place. It's already yours. I'm not going to say, God, you're welcome for serving the church. It's an honor to serve the church. God, you're welcome for serving community. Lord, it's my pleasure to serve the community. It's my pleasure to pour into people and to invest into the world around me. So every head bowed, we are closed. I want to invest into you right now. I want to give an opportunity for some friends in here tonight. The Holy Spirit is in this place. The Holy Spirit is in the room. You may be here for the first time tonight questioning that, that feeling that's right there in your heart. That's the Holy Spirit tugging on you, convicting you. I love the Holy Spirit because he doesn't condemn you to hell, but he gives a bridge to heaven. He doesn't highlight your sin. He highlights your future. And he convicts you to walk forward. To all of our friends in here tonight, all of our guests, maybe you've been here for a couple weeks. And if you do not have Jesus in your heart, let's start with the biggest investment of it all. The investment of a heart into this kingdom. The investment of your soul to Jesus. To making him your leader and your Lord. Let me encourage you for just a moment. Many of us, many of us in here, we've made this decision. We, we've said yes to Jesus. The Bible says, listen, to be saved, to be really a part of the family, this church family, you just got to confess with your mouth. And believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. Just got to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Just want to give you that opportunity tonight. I want to give you that opportunity tonight to get saved. Listen, I don't know what tomorrow holds. The Bible says the moment of salvation is right now. Do not let it pass you by. So all over the room, if you want Jesus, if you want to get saved tonight, for the very first time, you want to make a decision, you want to invest into your future. If that's you, all over this place, I want to raise your hand on the count of three. If you want Jesus, if you want to get saved, 
When I say three, I want you to shoot your hand up so I can identify you. Come on, every head bow, every eye closed, nobody looking around. This is your moment. If you want Jesus, I want you to raise your hand to the count of three, unashamed, unafraid. Ready? One, two, three. If you want Jesus, shoot your hand up, unafraid, unashamed. Hands are going up everywhere. Come on, a couple hands up. Amen. Put your hands down. Put your hands down. Church, can we make some noise tonight for all of our salvations? Come on, can we make a little bit more noise tonight? Amen. Amen. Awesome. Can we stand up in the room tonight? I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. What we're going to do, we're going to pray. We're going to pray really quickly. Why don't you grab the hand of the person next to you? We're going to pray. And then if you made that decision tonight, we actually have a party for you outside. We want to get to know you and talk to you tonight. We want to get to meet you. So right after this, I just want to identify you somewhere. Every head bow, every eye closed. Come on, can we pray with all the salvations tonight? All the hands that didn't go up, that made decision in their heart. All the hands that went up and publicly confessed it. Let's pray together. Someone say, Jesus. Say that community. Say, Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Lord, write my name in your book of life. I receive your son as my king and my Lord. I will serve you for the rest of my life. And everyone says, amen and amen. Can you guys make some noise?